0: The Boat Row Bullies podcast here. It is Connor High and Izzy Glick coming Hello. back at you. It is week five of us, episode five, Episode I five, say. not week five. Week we took five. a three-month break. It <laughs> is episode five, and it might be my favorite episode to date because this is the trade deadline special episode. Yes. I've been so excited for this episode, literally waiting for it. All
1: day, all week, ever since we started talking about it last week, Izzy. Yeah, so we, if you listened to the last podcast, at the end of the episode, I said we wanted to put more structure into things. Um, We will do that. This episode is not going to be that episode uh, today. Uh, It's a little more laid back of an episode. We're just going to talk about, uh, obviously, we're, what, a day and a half away from the trade deadline. Uh, Some trades have already happened today. Today being the 8th of February. Uh, so we're just going to kind of, we have the game on. We're just kind of hanging out. Um, we'll talk trades, what's happened already, uh, what's being talked about. I know Jeremy, Jeremy Grant's name's been thrown around an awful lot. Uh, the decimation of the Trailblazers. Um, you know, and we'll just, obviously all the speculations on what the Sixers are going to do, whether it's James Harden. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll just, we're just gonna hang out today, uh, we'll talk, uh, it'll be, again, a little more of a lighthearted episode, um, a lot of Ben Sim- Ben Simmons talk, uh,
0: we know how much you guys love Ben Simmons talk, you probably have heard it everywhere you've gone
1: look, in the last turn. seven months, yeah,
0: <laughs> yep, um, but, you know, I was, I was telling you before we, we came on here tonight, um, when we started talking about these trade specials, and, um, I was like, I'm so excited. I, dra- I literally was writing down, drafting up lineups. I was drafting up potential trades, who's going, like what options the Sixers had. And in a matter of about four, four hours today, it was just totally ruined. I had to tear up all my notes. Um, so I think we'll start with that. I think we'll start with the, the trades that happened today because it throws off a lot of what the Sixers, I think, were intending to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So the first first deal was uh, this morning. Pelicans are acquiring C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell from Portland, uh, for Josh Hart, uh, Nickel and uh, excuse me, Alexander Walker and uh, Tomas Sadaransky and D.D. Ozada and picks. So we'll start there because C.J. We kind of heard his name thrown around. With the yeah, whether it was Portland Philly, Trailblazers, or, yeah. yeah,
1: whether it was Philly being interested, um, yeah, CJ was definitely a uh, popular topic. Obviously, he's a, a vet in the league. He's a very great three point shooter. Um, I don't love the trade for Portland. For, no, absolutely not. No, um, from what I've seen, I can't remember if it was Woj or Sham that reported it. Um, their plan is to then. This offseason, just go heavy hitter after heavy hitter, uh, trying to get uh, some help around Dame, which I feel bad for. Dame is it, Dame yeah. is trapped in Portland. Um, I don't know. We're big meme guys here at Boat Row Bullies. We are. Um, and all I see constantly is Dame. Dame. We're fourteenth in the West. Yeah, but I stuck to the grind. Didn't run from the grind. Yeah, it's I, there was a
0: there was a tweet that said. um the The starting lineup for the Trailblazers now that everybody's gone. It said point guard Damian Lillard, shooting guard the grind, small forward the
1: grind, power yeah, forward, the grind. It's, it's just always the grind for some reason. It's I very much respect Damian Lillard for his commitment to the team. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at what point do you say, hey, he's what 31, 32? He's thirty one now. Yeah, yeah. Do you say, hey, I want to ring? Like no one, no one. Like like he's he was he's one of the guys that would not get the Kevin Durant treatment, as in no one's gonna get upset that um, that he he left to go to a contender.
0: Yeah, I mean he's been with the Trailblazers now his entire career, and Portland has already seen one overhaul before back when like with Lamarcus Aldridge and oh boy, um, yeah, yeah, and back in twenty fifteen. They had a whole bunch of guys left, and then Dame stayed and then basically rebuilt the Trailblazers to a team that was just as good, if not better, and then um, it just it, it collapsed again. Uh, so I, would, I think it's important to even go back a little bit further than – nice three by Matisse <laughs> – go back a little bit further um, to a couple days ago when they made the trade with the Clippers, sending over Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson – and a future second-round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. That's a
1: great deal for the Clippers.
0: That's a great deal for the Clippers. I don't understand giving up Norman Powell and Robert Covington from the Trailblazers. I get Covington a little bit more snow than Powell. Yeah. Like, why would you give up Norman Norman Powell? No,
1: and he—I mean, first game with the Clippers, he put up 24 off the bench. Yeah. Like, like he played really well. Yeah, um, but, like,
0: Eric Bledsoe—Eric Bledsoe has kind of been—like, he's turning into that journeyman. Like, he was that guy, like, a couple years ago. It's like, all right, he's got star potential. Like you look at him with like the Suns and yeah. it was like, All right, well, you know, I could see him like free my man from, from you know, losing and put
1: him on yeah. a good team and then they put him on a good team and then he really didn't do much like with the Bucks. Yeah, he, he's looked at now as more of the Hey, we need we need a vet on our team. Exactly. We need and a vet point guard. That's not saying that he can't still be productive. Yeah. But it's just like I when I saw the tweet uh, from I think it was Woj. Mm-hmm. I always read the comments because one they crack me up, two, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like, yeah, Eric Bledsoe. Like the best way to describe Eric Bledsoe in basketball right now is that it's Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like you're you're getting an average basketball player, which yeah. is okay. It's not yeah. never a bad thing to get an average player. Um, I just don't understand. You know, every year the Trailblazers front office says, "Hey, Dame, we're gonna get you help. We're gonna do everything we can to make you guys better. We're gonna be, you know, mm-hmm. this year we're gonna be better than last." And they they literally just blew up the team. They they did. Like and
0: like, I was saying like maybe this has kind of got the potential to be kind of like what Golden State did a couple years ago, um, where like Curry was out, Clay was out, and you were basically like rebuilding from like right there for Golden State. Like they they were coming off you know that dynasty with Kevin Durant. But that's a
1: little different because even then. Like, you have Steph Curry. Right. You have Klay Thompson.
0: Right. Who... You basically just had to wait it out a couple years, and those guys would have been back. Like, Curry, Curry was obviously hurt. Clay was hurt. Like, they
1: were both going to be out for the year. Obviously, Curry yeah. came back a little bit sooner. Yeah, but, like, like S- Steph is better than Dame, Right. And Klay is better than CJ. Right. So, like, you can't repeat that with a lesser roster. Because, like, the, like I, I just don't understand... Like, my hope, and here's my hope, again, as a biased Sixers fan, is that this is the driving force for Dame, which Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. No, I don't think it will be either. Like, like, fingers crossed, Dame is like, hey, I've had enough. Like, I can't do another rehaul. Because even then, if you think about it, he's 31 now. It's going to take a year of development for whoever they bring in, unless Mm -hmm. they bring in some studs, which, let's be fair, who really wants to sign with Portland?
0: Not right now. I mean, basically, it's like, let me go help Dame out, but like, are you really gonna go and like? How many times are we seeing like ring chasing going on right now? Like how many times? Yeah. Like, are we really gonna see these guys flock to Portland because they're like, let's save Dame? Like, yeah, yeah they're gonna be like, I want to go win a ring. I want to go to. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's go win a ring with the you know the Nets,
1: the yeah, Suns, the the Lakers, the Bucks. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, you're not going to Portland, and, and it's it's really upsetting because I I really like Dame. Right. But it, he's just he's just stuck in nowhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I feel bad for Dame just because it just they're given up so much, and they really have to sell Dame on on this future. Which, like, boy, oh, boy, I don't know how they can. I mean, it's gonna be a tough sell at this point, just because, you know, you gave up. Unless they're like, listen, we're gonna go out and get you some some key pieces in free agency. Like, I just, well, and and that's that's what
1: that's what they plan on. And they have a lot of cap space. Like, don't do. get me wrong. Oh, yeah,
0: they just cleared up a ton of cap space. I think, so, I, um, saw,
1: I think I saw they have, like, 60 mil available. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, at this point, like, I think the idea for Portland is you're going to tank the rest of the season, basically, and then you're going to get a nice, decent draft pick and then um, yeah, go from there, and then it's like, okay, we'll we'll pair Damian Lillard up with all these guys that we just picked up on potential, and then we'll mm-hmm. bring in a nice, a nice young kid that,
1: you know. I have seen talks of Jeremy Grant in Portland, which, at this point, I don't know what Portland can trade. I guess, I guess if you're trading him to Detroit, a lesser team, yeah. Um, you throw a couple picks at him, maybe a young player or two. I'm not too familiar with their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't make all that much sense to me. Right. I mean, again, I, I keep saying it. Every year is win now in Portland. And <laughs> it never is. Uh, yeah. Well, there, there's the
0: year they got to the Western Conference Finals, and that was the best that we've seen. Also, I just, I really kind of question what their their structure is with coaching. Like, I highly doubt Chauncey Billups is going to come back next year.
1: Yeah, there's no way he can't. Not after the season they're having.
0: No, I mean you go from the, the And then you have the, a lot of
1: people. I don't even think Dame loved the. Chauncey he didn't, he signing. didn't even
0: like the Chauncey sign on really. I mean Terry Stotts. I mean I, is a good coach, and I mean he really got the max out of those teams. Now, granted, like there were some letdowns in the playoffs. But, I mean, he really, really seemed to get the most out of those teams. Yeah. And the, what Chauncey Billups has just brought to the table, it's like, man. like Nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. But that's Portland. And we'll, uh, we'll get into how that ties with the, the Sixers here in a little bit.
1: Let's move on to the other big signing trades thus far. Yeah. Uh, which is the Pacers trading oh my Savonis, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lamb, uh, and then there's draft picks thrown in there to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Let me just... The best way for me okay. to explain this trade is, again, I mentioned previously, anytime I look at these trades, I, go, I read the thread, I read the comments. Top comment is, King's Reddit seems to be doing fine. And all it is, is a post... Under r slash kings that says f this team f this team f this team on repeat until I can't read it anymore. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, th- the Kings got fleeced. There is fleeced. Like like don't get me wrong, Sabonis is a fantastic player. Yes, but you can't. Like he's not like the l- Kings did absolutely nothing to. Make
0: themselves better, and if anything, give up them- more valuable assets. Like this, this is a trade that I feel has like been in the works for a long time because earlier in the season, Sabonis was like, you know, there were reports he's not happy, yeah. and then obviously the Kings are like, the Kings as a whole are not happy, and they're like, we need, we need something to to liven things up, and that's when Ben Simmons talk was was yeah. big with them because it's like, all right, we got to prove a proven winner and all star, like, and that's kind, it seems like that's what they're viewing. With Demontis Sabonis, and it's like you're gonna give up all of that. Tyrese Halliburton has the ceiling, like he, he, he's good, and he's got the ceiling to be even better. Like he's he, got the ceiling he, to be a a, a, a multi time all star. Yeah. Buddy Heald is a consistently good role player
1: in this league. Yes. Like consistently. Well, and good. even he was getting so much tra- like trade interest. Yeah. You know, and, and it sounded like like I know the Lakers were heavy into him, and they're like, hey, we give up a first. And THT for him. Yeah. And it's like, well, right there is probably a better deal than what you just got.
0: Yeah. And then to get DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday is like, what? Damn. Like, that does nothing for you guys. Which, if you are in win-now mode... I did
1: see Justin Holliday um, is unvaccinated, which means he can't play in home games. Oh, man. That's even worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, come on.
0: Like... It, it's the king's like, like that, that. Is such a king's thing oh my to gosh, hear, like, and it's like oh my it just doesn't goodness. make sense. Like, no, it like does. That one, like, that actually is not hurts that is brain. not a move that you make if you are planning a reap. Like, that's a move to make if you're looking to win now and you're missing that like key piece. Yeah, and you just forced it so bad for Demontis Sabonis. So it, don't it, get me wrong, Demontis Sabonis is a good fringe all-star. Like yeah. I kind of
1: put him in that category as like a Well, true... he's, he's he's what? Been an all-star one or once or twice. One time if I'm not and, mistaken. And again, he's a he's a great player, but and this is just kind of the era we're in right now. Like power forwards are not that valued in this league.
0: Not really, I mean, because
1: there's like I mean power forwards
0: I, yeah. are like you basically utilize them as a stretch 4 now predominantly like the four used to basically play the same role as like what the center does. Yep. And now you basically need your four to be on the perimeter. Like Kevin Love is like your ideal yeah. stretch four. like yes. George Niang is a good stretch four. like you have your guys that like have a good inside outside game. Like I'll say like Tobias Harris. Yes. But like you like the, the four does not need to be anybody special. And that's, no. that's and, what I think so, most teams have realized. And so
1: to, Trade all of that for the key piece being Sabonis is oh just baffling. Where I heard the Kings are not done yet, which they better not be. It, it almost sounds like the Kings. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that the Kings were like, "Hey, we want Sabonis," and they were like, "Okay, well, what do you want to offer?" And they're like, "Well, we'll give you, th- we'll give you this, that, and the other. We'll give you." Tyrese we'll give you Buddy Heald we'll give you Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. and the Pacers was just like uh, okay, okay. <laughs> like not gonna say no to that and they just got rid of Karis Lavert. yeah um well yeah I mean you're looking at I mean Karis Lavert
0: going to Cleveland which is a fantastic deal for Cleveland by yeah, the way yeah we didn't even mention that one yeah um so you just gave up Karis Lavert, and now you get a score in Halliburton now you get a shooter in in Buddy Healed and you get a rebounder in Tristan Thompson. Like I, I have said it before, where I think if you took the Kings starting, like if you took De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, um, and Harrison Barnes, or I would even say maybe even Marvin Bagley, mm-hmm. um, and put them with Joel Embiid, I think that's a fifty win team right there. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I yeah. think I think they were a border a borderline superstar away from like being a really good team but i don't i don't think that sabonis is that guy and then you gave up so much to get him already and it's just like what direction are you guys actually going i think it raises more questions it it felt like they were making a trade for the sake of making a trade and obviously like you know i think there's more to it than just that but it's like it's it's not a good trade on their part and no. I, I, I would say it was a total, total fleecing on the Pacers. Oh,
1: hundred percent. Like I said, it almost seems like the Kings went to them and said, well, this is what we'll give you. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay,
0: yeah. like, how are you going to say no to that? And like I said, it feels like this was a deal that has been in the works for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the Kings were like, listen, we need to make a deal. And I think they, they were, they wanted to make that deal with Philly. Yeah. And I think Philly was just like, just asking for the farm. And at that point, they're like, no, like we can't give up that much. Even though
1: they gave up, way they too gave up much. a lot.
0: <laughs> they gave up way more than they should have. But uh, so that was the deal with the Kings and Pacers. Uh, and then there is
1: that Karis LeVert trade Karis to Cleveland, Levert to
0: Cleveland which Cleveland's been a very sneaky good team. they they're, they're, I, they're I, like third in or fourth, third or fourth right now. Yeah, they're. I mean, but they're in that like. One through five stretch where, where it's, it's like, like a game and a half. Yeah, between it's what Milwaukee, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Philly, Chicago, Chicago Miami, Miami. And, and Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland has kind of fallen into that role of like last year's New York Knicks. Yeah, where like you really weren't anticipating this out of them, but like good for them. Yeah. Like you're kind of cheering so for a little what bit. What I
1: will say is this team, that that Cleveland Cavaliers team, mm. down the road give it 2 or 3 years they could be very good Darius
0: Garland they've got a they've got a good one in Darius Well Garland. And, and
1: they have a great supporting cast They too. do
0: Jared Allen is a really good rebounder great been, he's great been shot fantastic. blocker
1: and then you bring in another scorer in Caris like Yeah I mean the, Kevin yeah. Love Kevin Love fits like I said Kevin Love fits that mold so
0: well Now great I think he's the sixth man on that team Yeah he
1: is but even still I mean he's yeah. still playing the meaningful minutes Right um it it's just they're going to grow into a very good team.
0: Yeah. I, every
1: single guy on that team can get buckets. And they
0: deserve it, honestly. Like, you know, for, for everything that they went through. Like, yeah, granted, they got their ring with LeBron, but, like, just the whole breakup between Kyrie and LeBron and, you know. I wouldn't say they deserve it. I was going to say. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> for for as bad as what they've been for as long as what they've yeah, been. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's good to see them.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a fan of, like, the cycles, as in, like hey, the Sixers were good when they had Allen Iverson, and then they got really bad when he left, and now we're good with Joel Embiid. Like I like I like those cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland went through that cycle, uh, you know, drafted LeBron, then they got good, and then LeBron left, and then they got bad, and then LeBron came back, and then they got good, and yeah. then LeBron left. Um,
0: it is yeah, I mean it is it, it's it's cool. refreshing
1: to see different teams. Like one of my biggest complaints, um, and we can actually touch on this since it's just. A very whatever episode mm-hmm. um one of my biggest complaints about the past couple of finals is that it always seems to be the same two teams i mean at the time it was cleveland and the warriors yeah every year and for three years in a row yeah. and it was just like all right i get it like it's like you, i'm kind of sick of this you guys are good but like so it's almost like the super bowl too like tom brady officially announces re- his retirement and this year we get matt stafford versus joe burrow which, which is, is just awesome. like fantastic yeah um, I just I just like new. I like different. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, the ideal scenario for playoffs, and I know it's been talked about before, mm-hmm. uh, one through 16, not eight and eight. Um, just, hey, uh, Golden State's the best team, and below them is Philly, and then below them is XYZ. Um, that way you're just getting the best team's well you remember you remember a couple of years ago um
0: where like it was really LeBron like just dragging Cleveland to oh, the Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: they had um Shoot, who's the Australian that was their point guard?
0: Uh Matthew Dellavedova.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like it, they him uh who else was on that team? Uh, Richard, Richard Jefferson.
0: Jefferson. <laughs> Tristan Thompson was on that he team. He was on that team. Um trying to think who else. JR.
1: Shout out JR. JR, JR Smith. Smith, yep. he um, got himself.
0: But, like, he was just he was dragging that team into the finals. Yeah, and
1: I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to be there. Like, don't get me but wrong. No, no, no.
0: But what I'm saying is they were saying that the uh, Western Conference finals was the. Uh, uh, more so. Because more it was, Houston, it was so. Houston, Chris Paul, and James Harden going up against. Golden State, Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Like, the whole whole nine yards. And that was when I, I still think Houston probably should have won the—
1: Wasn't Chris Paul Hurt that series?
0: He They won game five, but that was the game that he, like, strained his hamstring and then yeah. missed game six and seven, and they lost both those games. Yep. So that
1: was the closest that they've gotten. But no, yeah, then you then you can get NBA Finals where it's two Eastern or two Western Conference teams because they're very noticeably the best teams in the league. Like, let's just say James Harden gets traded to Philly. Right. And all of a sudden now, the Nets become a powerhouse just like the Sixers become a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And they end up with the two best records in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, why, like, why can't they be both be in the finals? Well, like Think about how fun that would be it to would say be fun. these are, like, head and shoulders above the rest, the best teams in the league. So now we're going to get to watch and play maybe seven games of basketball in a row. That would be fun. I would enjoy that. I just think it makes so much more sense.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so, we're let's, let's talk Sixers trades now. Yeah. Because this is a Sixers more so podcast. Um, so, obviously, the big one that we're still waiting for is Ben Simmons. Um, and I was half expecting a deal to be done, like, in the middle of the podcast. Like, as soon as we're done recording.
1: Still hoping for that.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be complaining at this point. Like, I'm just... I did, I did
1: see a report. I'm scrolling Twitter while we're talking. Yeah. Um, Steve Nash said he expects the team to be the same after the trade deadline. I don't know how much the head coach can come out and say, you know, oh, yep, we're making deals. Who was it, though? Somebody had said, oh, it was John Calipari
0: um, the other day when he was saying, um, he was talking about how, like, you know, how Philly's been loving, uh, oh, my gosh, is that real? Twenty eight to two. Sorry. But,
1: uh, again, I'm I'm scrolling through Twitter, looking, checking trade updates. Uh, the Celtics are currently beating the Nets twenty eight to two. They're uh, gonna trade Harden. they <laughs> the mid the half, or, Yeah, by that time the half is over.
0: Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. What was I saying? Um. They were saying. Oh yeah, so uh, Calipari was saying, um, it's like yeah, Philly's like been loving Tyrus Maxey. And he's like, he told me, or he told, he's like Doc Rivers told me that Tyrese is not going anywhere. And then he's like, but coaches lie, like coaches actually don't have any really yeah, saying I mean, that. Which they, and they it, can it, play it's, the it's front. funny, and it's funny because Steve Nash the other day being like, you know, James Harden's not going anywhere, and it's like, does Steve Nash really have any control over that? Like, yeah. So it's like it's kind of it's kind of funny in that regard, just because like Steve Nash. It's like, like, he can say whatever he wants, but at the end of the day, like, James Harden's going to do whatever James Harden wants to do, and the front office for the Nets is going to do whatever the front office wants to do.
1: So, let's just, let's just backtrack. Yeah, on, um, we're on, getting ahead of ourselves yeah. with the... So, James Harden, uh, his contract is up at the end of the season. He has a player option.
0: And he did not ex- sign the, the extension. extension.
1: So, after this season, he can test free agency. All reports are pointing to... I'm not saying he's coming to Philly in free agency, but all the reports are saying that James Harden is not too happy in Brooklyn. Doesn't love... From reports I just saw today, doesn't love the spacing. Doesn't love the fluid lineups that they run. uh, You know, playing the hottest hands instead of a set lineup. Uh, Also doesn't like Brooklyn living. Doesn't love New York City. He's not a
0: huge fan of the lifestyle.
1: Um, So you you put all that in a melting pot. Mm -hmm. And... You dish it out, and you get two dishes. Dish number one, the Nets say, hey, we're going to hold strong. KD's coming back from injury after the All-Star break. We have Kyrie now for some of the games. Uh, Apparently, there's also New Jersey starting to lift their mask mandate and all that stuff, hoping that that translates into New York. I don't think it will. But, I mean, so, again, dish one is, hey, we hold strong, and we push for this championship. Or dish two is... Real like and it depends on how you feel about this season right now. And again, with a twenty eight to two score right now, uh they are currently at in a play in spot. Keep in mind they've also lost eight in a row to this point. Yeah. Now um, granted
0: granted here for a sec, you know, Kevin Durant, I think, has really been the driving force for that team. Yes. And of he's course. been hurt. Yes. Now granted, you know, I don't know when he's supposed to be due back. Obviously it's supposed it's, to be after, after the, the all star break. Week. But if he gets healthy, and it's a pretty big if, I'd say. Yes. You know, they could, they could return to form. I mean, they were at the top of the conference, you know, before he got hurt. So there's that. But it's like this whole situation with Kyrie and yeah, James and Harden. And it's
1: like. there There's so many, like, like, this Nets team is a story in itself. And then you open up the cover. And then you, you get a, a chapter on Kevin Durant's health. And then you go to the next chapter. And then it's. James Harden's uh, commitment to Brooklyn and then yeah. you go to the very last chapter and it's Kyrie not being able to play every game. Right. And so there's just so many like layers to this onion that it, again, if you're Brooklyn, you have to you have to really sit down and look in the mirror and say, "Hey, like, can we win a championship this year?" You, because if not, we're going to lose James Harden and get nothing. You
0: gave up so much to get James Harden. Mm-hmm. And It was all for a championship. Mm -hmm. That was literally you put all your eggs in one basket, and you're like, we're going to go, and we're going to win this championship. We got three of the best players in the NBA all on one team. What's stopping us? And granted, there were obviously some concerns about the offensive structure and how it would flow and everything. And for the most part, with all three being healthy now, granted, it's a small sample size because they've played in 16 games together. Yeah, which is crazy. Which, you know— is a pretty wild stat considering we're going into year two now.
1: Yeah, and then how do you
0: expect that to then perform in the playoffs? With chemistry. Like there's no there's no chemistry there. That was a grown man's drive by Tobias. I was gonna say that was pretty nice. Brushed off Crowder. <laughs> um so basically you run the risk here with Brooklyn. You you basically need to decide in the next two days, are you going to trade James Harden? Are you gonna get a ton of value out of him, with you know Ben Simmons, with you know I don't know maybe Danny Green, maybe Seth Curry, maybe Matisse Thybulle does not seem like Tyrese Maxey on the table. So nah, no, going I I I would
1: I would say he's untouchable. I'm right pretty
0: confident just based on the reports I'm hearing that say Tyrese Maxey is not going anywhere. Um, Matisse Thibel, I've heard they're very reluctant to include him
1: in deals. So here's what I'll say about Matisse, and I love Matisse. I do. He's too. a very special player in the league. Um, He is more easily replaceable than Tyrese Maxey is at this point. Yes, hear me out when I say that you can go out and and sign people in free agency just for their defense. You know they might not be as great as a defensive stopper as Matisse is, right? But their job is to play defense, right? Um, I mean, obviously, my thought is Danny Green. We have him on our team, but there's you know a prime Danny Green was just a three and D guy. Those guys still exist in the league. Um, so he's more easy, easily replaceable if that's what, and then again, if we hold off and wait, he could just sign with us next year and we could have the, this whole team would be the same. If we just do like a, like a normal
0: sign and trade, like Ben Simmons, James Harden kind of deal, like just swap them. That's a See, that's the thing though, is Philly holds the leverage right this second. Brooklyn holds the leverage, but if we wait it out, then it's, I would say Philly has more so the leverage because it's like, we're winning games. You guys aren't like, yeah. We are in row rush right now to really pull the trigger on Ben. Like, we're just going to keep finding him. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be a headache, but, like, we don't care. Yeah, we
1: could do, I mean, Daryl even said very early on, like, I could, I could keep this going for two more years. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ben, which, still, ben still has three years left on this deal.
1: Which, there are reports saying that a lot of people in Ben Simmons' camp on his team are saying, hey, if you're not traded by the trade deadline, you got to go back and play. And, and here's the other thing. If Ben Simmons would have been playing this entire time, mm-hmm. he would have been dealt by now. Yeah. Like, Ben Simmons has done nothing but hurt his own case for being traded.
0: I, I agree. I, I don't understand, and we, I know we've talked about this before, but I don't understand still. And I, I will touch on this very briefly. Joel Embiid went on 97.5 The Fanatic yesterday mm-hmm. uh, and interviewed with Mike Missanelli. Mm-hmm. And they were asking him. And they're like, hey, man. Do you regret anything that you said? And Joel was like, "No, I don't. I don't regret anything that was said. And if this is simply because of what I said during Game Seven, then it's it's so much deeper than that." Yeah. He's like, if if this is the only reason, then then I don't I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it's got to be so much deeper than that. And he's and he's like, Doc supported Ben literally all last year. Mm-hmm. Nobody supported Ben more so than Doc last year. But because Doc said one thing, Game 7, after a tough loss in the heat of the moment, Ben is now...
1: Ben is literally, like, an ungrateful child. Yeah.
0: like, yeah. but like, that, And I said that, you know, when Ben Simmons requested Adam, the report was like, Doc Rivers, um, he's upset with Doc Rivers' comments post-game, like Game 7. And I was like, Doc, literally, all season, was like, I do not care if he shoots the ball. I don't care if he shoots 1-3 his entire, like, career. Season, yeah. career. He's like... For all he does on the court, Ben is amazing for us. Like, we need Ben. And he, and and he, he said, said that, that all every game. year, Every game, all year, whenever the media was like, listen, you know, Ben needs to be doing this better. Doc was like, no, he's fine with what I have him doing.
1: Yeah, look at what he is doing. Yeah. Like, why do we always talk about what he's not doing? Look at what he is doing. But because of one game in the heat of the moment where... You lose a game seven that you should have won. Exactly.
0: You lose a series you should have won. And because somebody was like, is Ben Simmons a guy you can have on your team as a point guard on a championship roster? And Doc's like, I don't know. Because, he, you know, he you didn't know. show it. He yeah. did not show it. So, yes, no, Ben has not helped himself at all. Um, and Joel just kind of, you know, last comment on it. He was saying, he's like, look at the guys that put in the work. Like, look at the guys that were challenged he and put in the work. naming Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey. And he said, look at Tyrese. Tyrese has went and basically doubled all of his stats from last year, you know, because he went in and put in the work. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was doubted or criticized or whatever, and he went out there and, and put in the work. So, um, yeah, that was at least the 97.5, uh, you know, interview with mm-hmm. Joel. Um, but anyway, back to trade talk. So, like I was saying earlier, I had all these notes about who we would get and trade scenarios and I was like Ben Simmons for to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy. He- I was like, you know, to uh, the Portland Trailblazers for CJ, and it just it's all out the window. Yeah. So and then there's a report today because I was like, you know, Washington, you know, Bradley Beal.
1: Now Bradley Beal. Bradley, Bradley is Beal's out, out for the season.
0: season, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So now looking at what's left, what's left? You have the offer from Detroit uh, reportedly of Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk, Sadiq Bay, and a first, I guess it was, which I don't like it just because you got to find another team in there. Like if you're going to do that, you need a three-team deal and you need to deal out Tobias somewhere uh, because Grant and Tobias are kind of similar players, I, I guess, as a four.
1: Yeah, it, I also don't like the spacing.
0: No, I think none the spacing of, would none, be bad. None of
1: those players are, are, are good enough three-point shooters for what I think this team needs to have.
0: I like Sadiq Bey. Um, I think I Sadiq Bay is a good three-point yeah, shooter. I but also
1: saw that that lottery pick, or that pick, that first-round pick that yeah. Detroit would give up, it was like a top-three protected pick. So, so I mean, you,
0: it's got the potential to be a really good
1: and and, and so then, I guess the hope then, if you're me at least, and this is just how I'm looking at it, uh, because our window is like the next 3 years right like that's like, that's your best your prime joel right yeah. there oh, yeah oh yeah like like and we've mentioned this before like joel last year we were i literally like sat down before the season and like had like a mental breakdown because i was like holy shit like did we just watch joel's best performance he's going to have in his career for a season mm-hmm. and like is it just down from here obviously well, that's not he's but, taken yeah, it to yeah a i mean he's even
0: better um you know, I just... And there were obviously concerns, I think, at the beginning when he struggled to start the season. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he is, I mean, he's honestly right now the favorite, according to Kia uh, MVP yeah. ladder. He's the favorite right now to win MVP.
1: Yeah. So... But, no, your window is now, so... And
0: it, everybody is saying if you do not deal Ben Simmons right now, it's a wasted season. And
1: there's some truth to that. I, I'm 50-50 with that because, like, like, like we said, Joel Embiid is playing... Some of his best basketball, and with the pieces we have right now, we are winning. Right, and, and we are like they've, again, they've got a good
0: formula in place. Now, granted, there's still some pieces missing, and everybody's saying there's a Ben Simmons hole. Yes, in the the roster, but I think say you don't deal Ben Simmons at all. I think the most you got to make a trade regardless for a uh, you got to bring a, a ball handler. Yes. Yes. Um, where if you make that trade for Harden, Harden's probably going to be the guy. Yeah, and then you can, be, you can kind of point, tinker with some things. He'll be
1: your point guard. It'll probably bring Maxie off the bench. If I had to take a guess, that's probably going to be the way going to want to. you're not going to want to run Maxi at your two. You're going to want Seth Curry, if he stays on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's just say for this argument, our discussion, that the trade that ends up happening, Ben Simmons to Brooklyn... We give up Ben, Danny, and a first. Right. So, ideally, what your starting lineup would look like then would be James Harden, Seth Curry, excuse me, uh, Matisse Thibault, uh, Tobias, Joel. Wait, no, I listed, did I? No, that's right. I yeah, thought I no, no, you're show. right. <laughs> uh, and then you get your bench unit of, you, you'd run Maxi, you could run uh, Furcon or Isaiah Joe, right? You could run the other Furcon, Isaiah Joe. Um, am I missing someone? No, no. Uh, and then at your, at your four, you get Niang, Paul Reed, and then at your five you would get Dre or Charles Bassey. Right. Like, and that is a very solid bench unit, especially oh, yeah. with the way Maxi's been playing right now.
0: Maxi Maxi has shown that even without Joel, like without Joel, Maxi can carry. The yeah, team. he
1: he can carry the load.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, when they were decimated with COVID and Maxi was still going, like, I mean, he. Yeah, that's basically what he did. He carried the yeah. the offense. He carried the the team. No, and and that is they a, winning games. But you take you take that bench unit and then you put it up against other bench units, and that's a very good. That's a very good. It, like that's the thing. It's like yeah, Maxie. I really like Maxie in the starting lineup, and I think he's actually thrived there very well. Yes. Um. But I think if you, I I would like them to stagger Ty, uh, Tyrese's and Joel's minutes a little
1: bit. Yeah. It, it's. Let's keep. Like we talked about. Obviously, Joel can carry the offense. Right. He has all season. Uh, we've seen Maxie been able to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Doc likes to stagger those minutes with Tobias.
0: Yeah, if there's Tobias
1: stacked. out there with the bench unit. which right. It's like a 50-50 result. Like, you'll get games where Tobias can carry that. You'll get games where he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you throw Maxie in that mix then, and you put out Tobias and Maxie, mm-hmm. and then you stagger it kind of in like a three-man rotation... Where Tobias goes in for a bit, then Maxi comes in a minute and a half later, and then Tobias or and then Joel comes in. I think I think you can sustain the offense um, with that bench unit, and really, I mean, we've talked about before uh, the Sixers' bench has always either felt like the question has always been, can they just maintain the lead they have? Well, yeah, I mean, you bring you bring
0: in the bench, and think back a couple years ago when you had you know Ben, you had JJ, you had. Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harrison. Which, I mean, speaking
1: he, of JJ, I saw him on uh this just in this morning. Yeah. Um my man looks good. He does look good. I uh, really I
0: think JJ has been very suited like suited very well in I, the role I, that he is in. It him. made me I almost
1: shed a tear. I miss JJ.
0: I do I really liked JJ when he was in he Philly. He's
1: fantastic.
0: He was I mean he I mean he skyrocketed up for the amount of threes that he well, hit for six history.
1: The very impressive part, and this is the one thing I'll say on JJ Reddick's game. Uh, about him and in Philly is him and Joel's two game two man game it was unstoppable like well and how quickly it developed yeah I mean it was like you said it was unstoppable it was either a wide open JJ three or a dunk every time
0: it's just too bad that JJ defensively was such a liability and that's what ultimately hurt them in the playoffs yep because you know defenses get a little bit tighter in the playoffs, and JJ didn't really yeah. necessarily shoot the ball as well.
1: The game the game slows down, becomes more of a half court set. Right. So defenses are set, help sides there. You know all of that, and so when J- JJ on the defensive side was not his strong suit. No, not but he ball. was such a good three point shooter that you had to keep him in the lineup. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say on JJ. Uh, JJ, if you ever find yourself listening, we miss you. Uh, <laughs> we love you, JJ. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, so you look at that
0: bench unit, though, and that's what ultimately killed the team in, yeah. in the long run. Because as soon as – and I was looking at the uh, box score because somebody posted it for Game 7 against the Raptors. And I was like – I just kind of, like, glimpsed back over it. And, I mean, all the starters played 40 minutes that night. And you look at the bench unit and it's like they did percon cork pause
1: two fouls one turnover
0: yeah and it's like they did nothing and it's like it's just funny because it's like greg monroe is oh. like he just got cooked <laughs> like joel was literally a plus 90 in that series and just every time that you took joel out it was just an immediate like if the sixers got out to a 20 point lead with joel they would take Joel out, and it would be a, a five point game
1: in a matter of three minutes.
0: In a matter, and it was it was so quick, and then you had to immediately get Greg Monroe out and immediately put Joel back in, and then Joel would have to like try and sustain some sort of lead, and then it's like okay, time to rest Joel again, and that's when you know Toronto would make their run again, and it's been like that for the longest time. It actually it happened in the Atlanta series too, where like Dwight held his own a little bit better than what you know. Obviously, Greg Monroe was. And I'm very curious, once we do get to the playoffs, what, like, Andre is going to hold.
1: I love Andre. The one thing that frustrates me about Andre is he just doesn't think sometimes on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, He gets very flashy. Yeah, and and that can be to a fault. Yeah. Uh, You know, passes going three feet over guys' heads. Yeah. Um, What... Uh, uh behind the back pass that was not good so it yeah. slows down the offense. I mean, outside of that, he's been very good. Obviously, yeah. my man is a, a, a monster, an absolute beast on the boards. Um and again, we said I said it last podcast, uh, best center, best backup center probably in Sixers history.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um so just the list of guys that Or teams that I've heard inquire on Ben Simmons or at least with the Sixers Brooklyn Obviously where we've been talking a lot about James Harden and You know the funny thing is it's almost like it's Turned into a meme on Twitter Like I don't know if you've noticed that or really paid Much attention to it but you know how many Blue check marks or just like Random people are like yep this is, this is Happening it's like a report In a matter of by the end of tonight, it's gonna be done. It's I, like you know. Oh, watch out! There's actually a guy. Okay, let me
1: follow it. I think I think we're talking about the same guy. What?
0: Go ahead. I was gonna say there's a guy. Well, there's two different guys. There's one that it's like a random like. Ben hey, Watson. Was it Ben Watson? Is it this guy? No, it's not Ben Watson. But <laughs> I, I think so. Right now, that the thing, the joke on Twitter is Ball Sack Sports, mm-hmm. and I think
1: that Ben Watson. I don't know if he's a part of Ball Sack Sports. Um, so, what I will say about Ben Watson. Yeah. He tweeted out a while ago that the trade for Ben Simmons to Brooklyn is done. Yeah. Uh, they're just working on like final, like, okay, well, what about this pick? Um, and uh, yeah, so sources. He just sources. No actual sources. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers are acquiring star guard James Harden in a trade package with Brooklyn Nets. A package centered around Ben Simmons. Deal expected to be officially announced in the coming hours. This was yesterday, um. So I was like, "All right, like this can't be real. Like it can't be." Yeah. So then I looked at it. Like, like who is this guy? <laughs> he announced, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. the official Tom Brady retirement before Adam Scheffner did. Oh, uh, really? So, <laughs> this, so then I was like. Okay, Ben, you've piqued my interest, and that's when I followed and was like, "All right, like, yeah. just gonna just gonna casually keep an eye on this." So there's there's two right now that I'm thinking that have come to mind.
0: There's this one. There's Kalen Mac, C Mac. It is a cartoon oh, yeah. <laughs> picture of a guy, and then you know you look on his bio, and it just says, "My tweets are my own." He's got 8,000 followers. He's verified somehow. I
1: don't care. If it's verified, I trust it.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I trust this man with my life for some reason. It, Eight, and, you know, It's like I just heard a rumor from the internal reliable source that the 76ers are acquiring star guard James Harden in a trade with Brooklyn Nets for Ben Simmons, Danny Green in a 2023 first round deal expected to be officially announced in the coming hours. And... Again, he's got 8,000 followers, but he's got 1,583 retweets and (laughs) 4,707 likes. And it is a cartoon picture of a
1: man. The reliable source. Uh, Yes. Trust me, bro.
0: And then, so the other thing, this one's very interesting, because this this one's also uh, a verified reporter. Um, And he apparently interviews NBA players. Like, they come on his podcast Uh and this and that. Um, And he went on 97.5 The Fanatic today. And uh, came on one of the shows and was like, "Listen, James Harden is not sitting out because of his hamstring. He is sitting out because he's being held out, and they're like they're really weighing this option. Like he's like, don't believe that they're not talking because they are one hundred percent talking. I, I saw that, and, and so like that." Granted, it's not Woj, and like this time of year, it's like you have to. It's yeah, Woj shams. Shams. If that's, it's not, that's, if it's not one of them. Not Baltex Sports it. <laughs> or
1: the, the dude with the cartoon. Yes, not Ben, but I will put all of my faith into these guys. Yes, I wonder how much of it is just, hey, I'm gonna just tweet this, and if it happens today, I called it.
0: Well, yes, it's 100 percent that, but it's like I was scrolling on Twitter as I was, you know, when I got here, and you just scroll up, and it's like all these people are like. Sixers have traded for Ben or uh, for James Harden. James Harden expected to be in. It was like I saw it from like six accounts. Yeah. So it's almost like it's a meme at this point. Yeah. So it's like you don't know what to I, believe. You, you don't know what to trust unless it it's has woes. to be Wojer shamed. Um, but yeah, no. So that's basically basically become a meme. Uh, so that's Brooklyn. It seems to be James Harden. Uh, is the one that they're they've zeroed in on.
1: Well, it almost seems like they have to be at this point because we are in. What seems to be... Again, the window is now. Yes. So, you're not going to trade for Bradley Beal, who's going to be out the rest of the season. Right. So, Um, that eliminates
0: Washington. Brooklyn, you know, is Brooklyn. And then,
1: obviously, uh, Tyrese Halliburton is gone.
0: Sacramento, I'd say, is off the list. I highly doubt they're going to make a move for De'Aaron Fox because of them also giving up Halliburton. Now, unless they're... But, like, the Sixers... What's the point of the Sixers getting Fox because they have Tyrese Maxey? Yeah, they're the same player. Exactly. So Celtics, Jalen Brown. It unfortunately the Celtics have started winning more games, which I think it's starting to put them in a buy now mode, mm-hmm. which is not like yeah they would be interested in a guy like Simmons, but you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to give Jaylen up Jalen Brown like that, no. exactly. So uh, earlier in the season, three weeks ago, if we were at the exact same point, I would have been like it's very possible Boston yeah, is going it, to force a deal. If
1: they would have been in that play-in tournament, you know, not playing well, if they would have been on that eight-game losing streak. Uh, there definitely is a conversation to be had about what they do yes. with Jalen because I don't think both him, uh, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum can both coexist. Now, does that mean that
0: Boston is going to do anything in the playoffs? Probably not. I mean, we'll see. It's um, it's very wait-and-see with them. Like They have the potential there. Like They've got the guys on their team, I think, that re- are required to win. Yeah. And I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if – but, like, there's just so much – that needs to be done with that yeah. team.
1: I have seen rumors uh, linking Dennis Schroeder to the Sixers. Uh, yeah, I did see that too. I which I would kind of make sense, I guess. I don't know how much traction or, or um, I don't factual evidence there is with that. I don't necessarily mind. That. I wouldn't hate it. Obviously, you couldn't give up too much.
0: Again, you're looking at a, a ball handler off the bench and like shooter. Shooter's respectable. Definitely, um, he's not a star in the league like a lot of people thought he might be. But you know, he's definitely he's definitely respectable. Oh, 100%. so if, if you have him as a backup point guard, I think that would go a long way for Philly. Yeah,
1: and, and so let's just say we don't trade trade Ben Simmons for the big star. Yes, and you know the Sixers can still definitely make. A move or two that puts them in a better position. We've talked about needing to trade uh, for backup ball handler. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dennis Schroeder was mentioned. There's guys all around the league that you could find, yeah, uh, for relatively cheap that would definitely serve that role. And say, say you don't even
0: make a trade, like free agency. Like there's a ton of guys right now. Yeah, oh yeah. Like that that showed their worth during like the COVID, you know, COVID break. Oh, of course. Um, like there there's a lot of guys that. You know, have shown their worth as a backup ball handler. If you know Philly is just working as hard as what they are trying to trade Ben.
1: Yeah, and so the thing is, if you don't trade Ben now, Mm -hmm. come off season James Harden comes to us. He's like, hey, I want to sign with you guys. Yeah, you have to find a home for Ben Simmons. Right. Um. Which then stinks because now it's like, hey, you know, take on his entire contract and give us a second. You know what I mean? Like, it was a second-round pick, and that's it. Sorry, we are caught up watching. I know. I was was (laughs) watching the (laughs) transmission. Like I said, this was a a more laid-back podcast. We're just kind of talking. Have the game on. Uh, We're both very easily distracted by Point Joel. Yeah. Uh, It was... You know, we just like the game. We just like to watch I love basketball. I love basketball. (laughs) Um, You know ball. (laughs) Ball is life. Exactly. Uh, But, yeah, so... You don't trade Ben Simmons. James Harden comes to us in the offseason. Hey, I want to sign in Philly. Now you have to find a trade partner for Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, hey, we'll take whatever just if you take his salary so that you can free up a spot for James Harden. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, uh, i.e., the
0: sign and trade, which is still very possible.
1: Yeah. Um, Which, I almost hope you can trade Ben if they don't do it now in the offseason. Bring in, like, just a little more depth. Like, just, like... Just enough that it's like, hey, like, we have enough to sign James, and mm-hmm. we brought in a backup point guard and, you know, uh, a big man, another big guy who mm-hmm. who can just shoot threes. Like, uh, four or five that can just pull the trigger. Yeah, Like, I would be happy with that. Because all you're going to want around James and Joel is three-point shooters. Yes.
0: Which is why I was kind of thinking, like, You know, Seth Curry, like, say James Harden's your point guard, Joel Embiid, your center, and you just want shooters around. Now, granted, like, you have Seth Curry, you know, exceptional three-point shooter. Which I know
1: was linked to being sent to Brooklyn. Which, the report I I heard, and I I tweeted
0: it out from the the Boat Row Bullies account, um, how Philly, like, Brooklyn wants Seth Curry, Brooklyn wants... Tyrese Maxey, which isn't going to happen because he's untouchable, from what I understand. Um, Curry and, and Thibault and Curry, like Philly, does not want to give up any one of those guys. And it's like Curry is such an important part of the offense. Like if you trade Curry, like where do you get a lot of your shooting from from yeah. your shooting guard? Like, granted, you make a move, but like Curry's, Curry's developed a really good two man game with Joel. with Joel. And yeah, like you could develop that with James Harden. But say if James Harden is sit or needs or, to sit or stays out, not like, even
1: that. Like it's just another option, so that's yeah. it's not entirely James Harden. Well, and, and James Harden being, like, has even said like, "Oh, I don't want to have to like like he doesn't want to do what he did in Houston,
0: where he has to score fifty points a night for yeah, them to like. like be, he wants
1: to be able to just play ball. And right. The thing uh, I saw this, I, I don't remember who tweeted it out. I'm sorry. Um, talking about how much James Harden has adapted his game to each situation he's been in. Mm -hmm. You know, sixth man in OKC. Then he goes on to Houston, and he has to be the man. Yeah. And then they bring in Chris Paul, and then they got to figure out how to work together. You know, and now he's in Brooklyn, trying to figure out how to work with three stars. And he has. I mean, he's taken from what that that tweet said. He's taken six less shots a game, but his assists have skyrocketed up. Exactly. Like, I don't like. I'm not worried about a fit with James Harden and Philly, I just think it's very important to keep guys that can shoot the ball around, right. i.e. Seth Curry. I, I think it's very important that he stays on the team, uh, just for the spacing aspect. What were you doing, Tobias? Yeah, he's like
0: batted it up like to himself. Um anyway, but yeah, so I, I agree. I think it's just it's good to have that option and if you do end up trading Tobias Harris, like George Niang, if you put him in the starting lineup I mean him and and, and B work very well together yeah and again again it's your your stretch four where you basically just need to put him in the corner keep him around the perimeter and he's just gonna jack up threes like that's all you really need him to do so um
1: yeah as long as as long as and um wow i drawing a blank on names i'm so sorry no it's okay as long as george niang uh i mean he'll pull the trigger from anywhere like Pretty he's much, not yeah. shy um, but as long as he keeps firing, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's shooting at like a 40% clip. He's been good this year. Um, he really,
0: like, this is the most volume he's gotten since leaving, like, since he was in Utah. like, yeah. And he's done very well
1: with it. No, yeah. So, again, you put him out there with James Harden and, and uh, Joel Embiid and good things will happen. And um, that's, that's a promise.
0: So, let me ask you this. Because a lot of the guys that have been traded um, were names at one point, or that names are circulating circulating around. Um, were talks of maybe with the Sixers like C.J. McCollum, Karis LeBert, um, Tyrese, Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of them have been traded to Monta Sabonis for some reason. Right now, looking back at it, um, looking at what offers were potentially on the table, are you okay with the Sixers having not taken any of them and just standing firm?
1: Yeah, the only one that really gives me hesitation is the Kings one. Yes. Um, I think... You know, to get, what was it, Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes? Wasn't he in there?
0: I, I heard, yeah, Harrison Barnes. I'm trying to remember. Oh, that's,
1: they would have took Ben and Tobias.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Matisse. Yeah. And, and Philly didn't want to give up Matisse.
1: So, again, I'm not, I don't hate that trade. You know, that's the only one that is like, well, if we would have made it, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Everything else, um, I'm really glad we kind of were holding strong especially with this Brooklyn situation where well, we have that's, the leverage. And
0: that's the thing that Daryl has, has said from the jump. Like he's like, we're go, like, we're going to find a team desperate enough that. Um, yeah. He, he basically said, we're waiting for our guy. We're, we're like, basically you're waiting to see how some of these situations play out. Like, I think their main goal was Damian Lillard. Yes. I think Damian Lillard was the prize goal because of everything that was going on. Like, Especially with the Olympics and everything over yep. the summer, like it just seemed like him and Ben Simmons were correlating perfectly at the same time and it was like, All right, like Damian Damian Lillard's like our guy. Yep. And we're watching this play out and, you know, obviously Dame is not running from the grind. So <laughs> um, so we're just kinda like, Okay, well maybe if we wait out Boston long enough, Boston will get in a sell now mode and, and take Ben off our hands. That didn't really happen
1: yet. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I fully agree with Daryl in waiting out until we get the best option that we can have. Right. Um, right now, it seems like that best option was the Kings' yeah. trade package, and again, I would have been, I would have been very happy with it. But I'm not upset that we didn't pull the trigger.
0: I was saying that the Kings were eventually going to come back into the sweepstakes. Like I know that there was a report they were like, "Yep, I'm out. Like I'm not doing it." Um, but I was fully anticipating the Kings and Sixers to get something done. Oh yeah. And, you know, I think they seeing, would have, I think they would have too. And I think apparently DeMontis Sabonis was enough for the, the Kings to just be like, yep, take Tyrese, take, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, take whatever Buddy, you want. Take, yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't agree with it at, at, you know, from a fan's perspective. I mean, obviously the Kings have an idea that they want to do, but I do they? You know, I, I as soon as I was saying it, like, mid-sentence, I was like, do they actually have a plan? Like, who knows? They're the Kings. Sell the team to Seattle. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, this this Seattle Kings has a ring to it.
0: The, just, not, not even the King. Just go back to the Supersonics. Like, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, the, the franchise is just really... Tyrese is not happy.
0: No, he's not. I, I guess... It, <laughs> He's so throwing I, a lot of punches just, on the backboard my there. My man's
1: been watching one too many Rocky films. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to see... I mean, obviously we have, again, a, we'll call it a day. Yeah. Um, just to see what happens. Not even just for our sake, but to see what the rest of the league does.
0: I Like I said, I've got the notifications turned on for woes and Shams. and. I
1: saw um, a tweet. I'm really terrible at looking at who tweets things. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. This game's got me tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, that said, I know the Lakers are really trying to shop Tht really hard.
0: Well, they've been they've been throwing out like Tht non in a twenty like a future first. Yeah,
1: but I saw that teams are viewing. Oh, that's a fantastic finish. He is uh, so good. Teams are viewing Tht's contract as a bad contract and he's with, not with negative a value good player. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, like that's unfortunately the situation the Lakers have put themselves in is the Lakers like. It's, it's funny because like they were like, yeah, they're they're going to go out and get Jeremy Grant, which I don't even think would be good for them, to be perfectly honest. No. Um, it's like, we want to go out and get Jeremy Grant, and it's, they're offering THT Nunn and a 2026 first-round pick or something stupid like that. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there are a lot of offers that are going to beat that very easily, yeah. very quickly. Like, and that's been the case with everything. Because the Lakers are like, yeah, we're, we're in win-now mode. Like, our team's so close. Like, we're in the play tournament. And it's like... You guys gave up so much for Russell Westbrook to not even be playing him down the stretch of games like yeah like they 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 fumbled the bag big time on Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. Big he, time.
1: He was not I like Russ and I love MVP Russ, yeah. but the Russ we're getting now is just
0: it's not good to watch. No,
1: and he and I said this from the start. He was never going to be a good fit.
0: No, and I said I said it from the start too. Like the Lakers Lakers struggles are not surprising to me at all. It, like, the injuries to LeBron, the injuries to Anthony Davis, this is nothing new with it's, them.
1: It's borderline to be expected of that team at this point now.
0: And the fit with a lot of the guys they signed, and the fit with, um, you know, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And the fact that they're struggling is of no surprise to me.
1: No, none whatsoever. Um, I, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes. Yeah. Outside, I mean, after the trade deadline, although. the – all the Woj bombs that'll be dropped, uh, great block, George. Um, but like seeing seeing where Cleveland ends up, seeing what the where the Sixers end up with this Joel and Bead. Like we talked about, LeBron pulling a team yeah. to the finals. Like Joel is pulling his team to you know a top four, top five team in the East right now. Right. Which is current. The East is the East is the conference, the best conference in the league right now. They are. Uh, that's, that's, sorry for the plumbing. Uh, that happened, let's think, when LeBron went over to LA and you got everyone that showed up in Brooklyn, we very quickly, oh, that is deep, very quickly became the Eastern Conference, you know, is the team, you're like, they're going to be the top team. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: So I think uh, I think with that I think we're both very excited for yeah the trade excited deadline. for what's
1: for what's to come um, if we if we find time maybe uh, post trade deadline before next week we'll try and squeeze another one out
0: depending on what the Sixers do like if we get James Harden like I mean we I feel like we almost have to do a podcast oh, like, yeah. as soon as if, happens. you know
1: if the Sixers make some big make some big noise we'll uh, we'll put something together it might be just a shorter. We'll call it like a mini pod. Our, our podcasts have, have reached right around an hour. Um,
0: Let me real quick, our, our closing question here, just because it just popped into my head. Um, would you, so Bradley Beal is hurt. If Bradley Beal is open and on the table, would you make a deal for Bradley Beal right now if it involves giving up like bare minimum, like Ben Simmons and like Danny Green or like Ben Simmons? and Yes. You would deal. You would do that deal. Here's, so it's basically throwing away the season. Here's why. Borderline. Here's
1: why. Because we go get Bradley Beal. Okay. We take on his contract. Right. I am a firm believer that we could move Tobias. And, and then, then still, still get bring James, in James Harden. Harden. Yeah, I was also thinking. So of bringing bring
0: two r- max level players again. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: now, now your starting lineup becomes James and, Harden. Yeah. And, and, th- and this again is moving minimal players. Now I'm. I i do not know the money off the back of my hand. Are off the back of my head, but you then run a starting lineup of James Harden. You could do James Harden, <laughs> Seth Curry, Bradley Beal, um,
0: probably George Niang at that point, or
1: yeah, who Paul Reed, whoever, yeah, and then Joel.
0: Be I feel like,
1: like I don't like for your third scoring option to be Bradley Beal,
0: that'd be wild, that'd be, terrifying. <laughs> that'd be wild. And then,
1: I mean, is Harrison Barnes He he got dealt, right?
0: Harrison Barnes. No, Harrison Barnes is still with the Kings. Fantastic. Oh, so we just go get Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Tobias.
1: Here you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Again, I don't know how money works, but...
0: I feel like... I, feel like I don't know a Harrison well, Barnes so contract. Another, I know it's got a big contract. But
1: another another team that has the cap space now for Tobias is the Trailblazers.
0: No, true. So, I mean, if the Trailblazers... Yeah, wanna, so
1: Tobias for Dame Lillard. You know, makes sense. It works for me. Yeah. But, no, like, so if Bradley Beal is on the table because of the wrist injury... Uh, I would make that trade with anticipation of James Harden wanting to come to Philly in the offseason yeah. and saying, "Look at what we have, James. You're not going to burden the scoring. You know, you're not going to be the only guy who has to carry the offense. Right? We have Joel. We have Bradley. We have Seth Curry who can stretch the floor for you, and then Tyrese Maxey, yeah, you know, off the bench. Yeah, I mean, again, and this is all giving up bare minimum. Yeah. So,
0: so with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our trade deadline special. It has been a lot of fun. Like I said, we've been looking forward to bringing it to you all day, week, month, season. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm uh, excited. I'm yeah. excited.
1: Well, uh, the structure, the structured podcast will probably come next week, uh, off the regular scheduled. Again, if we do a, uh, James Harden explosion podcast, <laughs> it'll be a little, it'll be an exclusive, but, uh, We'll get back to the structure. Talk about the season. Talk about individual players and all of that. Uh, we just we just wanted to get a uh, a free agency podcast episode up, just to talk about things. And again, it's uh, I I hope you guys don't mind. It was definitely a little more relaxed. I think you could tell at points we were watching the game. Um, there was definitely a couple silences in there. But, but I again,
0: mean, come on, the Sixers playing the Suns like this yeah, is this a, is a fi- good. This is a good, good matchup. This is, yeah, this
1: is a potential. With big asterisks next to it, <laughs> uh, you know, NBA champion or NBA finals matchup.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not going to be quite these two teams when you know you have James Harden bringing the ball up. But I mean, we'll we'll see when it when it happens.
1: Yeah. But. No, I. Sorry, we're screen watching. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate all your guys' support. And this
0: has been. The Boat Row Bullies Podcast.
1: We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.